Welcome to Maker Conversations. I'm your host, Tiff Marchand from Night Carpet Designs. And today on the show, I have Hadil from Four River Studio. She is amazing, a super talented power carver and also extremely witty. I absolutely love her. And you can also catch her coming up soon at WorkbenchCon. She's going to be presenting on how to sell your product even if you have a small audience. She does an amazing job before their account took off and had, I think it's like 40,000 right now, but before that they were a relatively smaller account and she would constantly sell out her products, her and her husband's products very quickly whenever they launched their sales. So she's going to be showing all the little tips and tricks that she does to help make that happen. If you'd like to support the show, an easy way to do so is I have my affiliates linked in my bio and you can see all the places that I get a little bit of commission from when you use my codes, especially Carhartt friends. That's a great place to shop. I'm just saying. And I also have a fully loaded website. So go check that out. All right, guys, let's get on with the show and then make sure you stay tuned. I'm going to be talking about some times where you can join me and learn how to power carve or just, you know, hang out and have some fun at Maker Camp. So definitely stay tuned for that. And a huge thank you to the sponsor of the show, Sabretooth Power Carving. You can use Night Carver 10 in all caps to save 10%. All right, let's chat with Hadil. Well, right. if you're using my office, please feel free to make use of my resources. The books are just decorations. I don't think he's read a single one. True. <laughs> I love How it. How are you? I am, you know, overstimulated, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Same, same. <laughs> it's been a hell of a day. <laughs> right. And I slept for a good portion of it because I worked last night. But Oh, did you? Yeah. That's cool. No, uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. There's a, a, I have a lot of like good things all happening at once. And then with the carving contest on top of it, which is one of the good things, like it's cool. Right. I'm insane. And I go like, let's do a three foot child Chucky, you know, brought a Chucky doll, you know, but that thing is looking so cool. Like the they details do. are coming together so nicely. I'm winging it. <laughs> it looks really good, especially for winging it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. The Ninja Turtle tiki poles were like my training for all of this, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, don't you feel like it's funny how like there's small things that we do every once in a while. And it's just like it feels like it's not that significant or not that like yep. involved. But you realize it's all just kind of, you know, leading up to something bigger. 100%. Like all these smaller things that I've carved over time just helped me kind of gain the technique that I need to now move on to bigger pieces, which is super exciting. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Just like getting used to holding the tools a certain way mm -hmm. or which ones are the best ones to use for a certain area or something that you're trying to achieve, you know, like, right. it's pretty crazy. Like I never, like I always wanted to, but I never thought mm -hmm. I'd actually get to the point where I'd have time to do like relief carves or like something three-dimensional and right. now, granted this is something really big to try to fit in one month plus I have to paint it granted mm -hmm. my carving doesn't count if I just get it carved like I keep telling myself this if you just get it carved and have it done for a carve you're fine Tiffany and I'm like no it must be painted hairbrush <laughs> she's got to have sculpted looking hair it's got to be flowing well, I think like one of your, one of the things that stands out about your pieces is how you paint them. Like you, 
the way you paint things just brings things to life at like at such a different level. And I think what you do is so unique that I don't see anybody else doing what you're doing. And I think you mastered the, like picking the right colors that go together and like the shading and the, the like fading into other colors. I think you do it so well. It's all about watering down your paint people. (laughs) Have fun, layer it in there and have good time. (laughs) No, thank you so much. No, I really appreciate that. It's funny that you say that though. Cause like when I was deciding on what kind of art I wanted to make, I literally was watching Instagram going, I don't want to do that. Nope. Mm -hmm. They already do that. No, Mm -hmm. I don't do that. I'm like, I'm like, nobody carves the sign and then paints it. I'm like, people paint cut out, you know, MDF they've cut out and paint something on top of it, but they don't put it on a piece of wood, carve it out and then go in there and paint it. So that was very intentional. So thank you for noticing. Yeah. You definitely have your style that stands out, which like, I think if anybody sees your pieces out anywhere, they'll automatically recognize them as your own, which I don't think a lot of people can say. So I think that's huge. Well, thank you. I feel like you're interviewing me today. Oh, <laughs> so tell me about how you got started. Okay. OMG. Well, <laughs> I just wanted to switch into your influencer voice, you know? <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> for you guys, though, I got to say what stands out for you guys are your wood selections. You guys have great taste when it comes to picking out different styles of wood and the colors. Like, as I was just scrolling your page, I'm like, you know, the beautiful, like you can use like black lean ball a lot. Like yeah, gorgeous. Just Limba. gorgeous. Thanks. It's funny because like black limba is so expensive. So whenever we make anything uh, with black limba, like if we like if we're selling it, we usually sell it higher than what we would normally sell something that's okay. like maple or walnut. Mm-hmm. But it's such a fun wood to carve, especially. Oh that because it's like it's a hardwood but it's a soft hardwood so it's super easy to carve it's really easy to sand um, but yeah thanks I have to dabble into more hardwoods but because I paint my pieces right. I don't usually use it um but like I admire it so much what got you guys into like going and getting those beautiful woods like I think I was reading that you guys started making things as like gifts for people Right. So yeah. And the funny thing is that when we started, like I was, this was of course during COVID, which is when everybody started something, mm-hmm. yep. but, um, you know, like Firas was off, but I was still working and okay. I was actually working probably harder than I've ever worked because I'm, I bet. Nice. Yep. Right. But so I would, you know, go to work, come home and sleep. And while I was sleeping, Firas would go to the lumber yard, like just, playing around and just like going to see what's out there. And he actually would go for like walnut and maple. And then he would come across purple heart and he'd take pictures and he'd come home. And for hours, we would like look at pictures and be like, Oh my God, we can't believe there's wood that's naturally purple or look at this wood. It's gorgeous. And this and that, but um, yeah, that's just kind of how it started. So like, we're like, okay, but that's really expensive. So if we wanted this to make sense, we need to start kind of making a little bit of money just so that we're not using our own mm-hmm. income to, to, you know, buy all this wood. So that's kind of how we all, how we got started. And then eventually, cause he had more time. I would be like, I think th- this combination of woods would look really cool together. And then he'd come up with something 
and put it all together. And I'd like wake up after sleeping all day. Pretty and, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it was just a fun stress reliever. Just, just being able to hang out in a way where it's like, we're not just watching Netflix or, you know, and it was just like, okay, thinking of a bunch of different possibilities and like, how cool would it be if we did this? Or how can we possibly make this happen? And that's kind of how we, how it started. And then obviously we were doing a lot of cutting boards and then we got bored of cutting boards, but yeah. I think everyone does eventually, but some people, man, they just keep on going and mastering them. It's insane. Like right, the crazy yeah. combinations people do. Yeah. And not just the combinations, but I feel like you said, I think it's different when people have like mastered it to the point where their cutting boards look like works of art. Mm-hmm. Like you could see that like so much time and care went into yes. making it a perfect piece. Precision is like what I would use to describe those kind of pieces, you know? Right. Right. And it's like, you see, yeah. And I'm just like, I can't even, my mind can't even comprehend how you came up with that, but but everybody else, it's kind of just making boards that are like super easy to put together. I think it's like, we all have the same idea. Like mm-hmm. this is something that sells. It's an easy gift. So, and it just kind of like allows all of us to kind of fund the things that we really want to do. No, no, it's really fun. I'm kind of just thinking about the situation of him getting like these color combinations given to him and then like going into the shop and then creating that, that had to be a ton of fun for him too. Like Oh, what could I could do with this? Cause like, as I was looking at the boards, the, the placement, it's just so cool. Like really you could see a lot of intention went into them. Right. And yeah, it was a really cool, fun process for him too, because he always says like, I'm not really creative, but I'm like, okay, but look at what you've been able to do. So I think you are. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people just did that little push, you know? Right. So how did you get into power carving? Was that competition with Sadie or what were you doing it so, before that? Yeah, I was kind of doing it before that because I think this was like February of 2021. I was thinking up of like a geometric pattern and I was like, it would be cool if I make it a clock and I carved a geometric pattern into this wood and then filled it with epoxy or whatever. Um, just to kind of mostly to hide the imperfections and like, yep. the, mm-hmm. but, um, smooth it yeah. all out, hide it. Right. I get exactly. it. I get it. Yeah. The epoxy is totally for a design. Aesthetics. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which is funny. Cause I, I absolutely hate working with epoxy, but, um, yeah, so I, we didn't have a CNC at the time and I got, I had a Dremel mm-hmm. and I decided to like, I bought these like carbide burrs from off of Amazon. Uh-huh. And I used those to like just carve a pattern. And the funny thing is that I later realized those were like burrs and that people use to make jewelry with. So I wasn't that even using yeah. the right stuff. Right. So I ended up like seeing Sadie's competition one time, like seeing the first round. Cause I think I was part of the second round. Yeah. So that first round, um, I saw like the candle holder that Keith had made. I don't know, Keith mm-hmm. from Black Thorn Concepts. Um, and I just like blasted him with questions. Like, what are those things that you're using? And he told me all about like bits and like sent me Sadie's discount code. And I just like bought a few. And then I just went down a rabbit hole. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, now that I'm using the proper tools, like there's so much that I can do. And I just played around with patterns and, yeah. And then it just escalated slowly. Like 
it took me a while to understand that like you're you have to think a little bit opposite when you're carving mm -hmm. like because you're, if you're basically carving the negatives yes exactly no yeah. no it makes complete sense you're pulling away that material and you're leaving you're leaving yeah. your pattern exactly yeah, yeah so but for the first few times that I like didn't really understand that and um like I was making candlestick holders then a plant shop like a local plant shop reached out to me they're like can you make them propagation stations and then I just people loved the propagation stations that I made for this plant shop so I just batched out a bunch and then from there I kind of started to get a better grasp of like how I, how I could accomplish certain patterns. What are the proper burrs that I need to accomplish, you know, this type of look or whatever. You and really just have it down, it. man. Watching your videos and I'm seeing like you use, I can't even remember those like flame or something like that. And just like the way you were placing it and the pattern and then like the results, I was like, Oh, that's so smart. That's how that's done. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. very I impressed mean, how you figured that all out. Thanks. It's a lot of trial and error and a lot of practice, but there's, I have my favorites and like that I think are so versatile. And I also think it's cool. Like I've always wanted to challenge myself to make a piece and then make the opposite. So I don't know how to even describe that, but like the parts that are indented to make a right. replica of the piece where those are the parts that are standing out. No, I totally get it. You want to invert it. You type it. Right. You know, exactly. Like just have that negative flip. Right. That's cool. I like that. I did kind of notice that in a few of your pieces. Yeah. There's like a, something that compliments it. We'll say, you know, like here's this one. Here's this little friend. Right. I try. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I saw like, you know, you're, you're getting sick of making like the salt sellers and you want to like dive in and, and get more creative and stuff. So that's what this current project that you're working on, is that something more of just kind of like to get you feeling that again, get creative? Right. Yeah. So the salt sellers are, I realized that the only part of them that I really enjoyed making was the top where I was carving the piece Yep. because the rest of it, like just out of um, like, just, just for the sake of production, we were making them on the CNC. So we were mm -hmm. backing those out on the CNC and then I was going in and putting the patterns on the lid the lids and, um, they're good money makers. They sell consistently, but I was just like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So now I'm dabbling in like larger scale art pieces. And I am almost done with my first, I'm just sanding. The sanding takes longer than the actual carving, but, um, yeah. yeah and I, I swear it's just like day and night with how I feel making this thing. Like I could spend two hours just going like just carving and just, it feels so cathartic because yeah. I feel like I'm just learning so much as I'm doing it, but I'm also the excitement of overcoming this challenge has been so good for my soul. Like yeah. it like reignited this. Oh, this is what I was looking for. Like, this is what I was after. So I'm excited. That's so funny that you're saying that though. Um, I've been really just like hardcore learning the laser lately and just dedicating time. And I've been miserable, like right. miserable. And my husband's like, will you just go carve something? Because you haven't like made art in forever. And you're just, you can tell on you. And I'm like, uh. so then like when this challenge came, like I said, it might've thrown my whole life for a loop. 
but I was like overjoyed because it forced me to go do something. And look what I did. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, right. let's go big because right. I same as you, like with, with making an art piece, like you need that relief and I, I needed it. So I, I'm in the same boat where I'm like, finally, finally in there and having fun. Like, this is cool though. So are like, are you going to be doing like a series or are you trying to do like, just like one-offs here and there? I'm trying to, like, I want the first few pieces that I make kind of relate to each other somehow. And, um, because I've had this idea for so long and again, I just month after month, I'm like, okay, we have to meet this financial goal in order to make things work. We have to meet this financial goal. And I've just been putting it off. And now I realize like, it's been a year. And in this year, I haven't really made any of the things that I like set out to make. Yeah. And it, I was really down about it. Like I was looking at like older posts of the things that I really enjoyed making. And it wasn't necessarily that I thought they were really good pieces. It's just that those are the pieces that made me happy when I was like working or those are the ones that like, I would go to sleep and I would think about like, Oh my God, when I wake up, I'm going to do this. Like, and being so excited about it or it kind of gave me an idea like, oh, this piece that I have in mind is like a dream piece is possible because I was able to implement this technique here. If I do it on a larger scale, I think I could do a better job or whatever. So I, I was really not in a, like, not in a great place mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally, because I was just like, I can't believe, like, I feel like I've, like, I'm letting myself from last year down a little bit. But I mean, of course, it's just the reality of life. And like, I try not to like dwell on the, the, all those like negative feelings and stuff. They're real, they're there, but it's just like, what can I do about it? And like this month I was just like, okay, whether we have the finances or not, which is probably not the best (laughs) way to go about things. Yeah. But I was just like, this is something that I need to do for myself. And I'm like, if it sells, it sells, if it doesn't it doesn't, it's okay. It's fine. But at least I fulfilled that part of me that was like looking to make something like that. It's that artisticness. Like, you know, when it's just burning inside of you and you really, really want to make something, it has to come out. It does. Like it's just that instinct. Like you, you just need to have it created. So like, that's really cool though. Like I've been enjoying like watching your stories as it's coming together and just seeing its development you comparing it back to like the piece that you made in the contest with Sadie, you know, like that was right. your first kind of like draping look and seeing it come alive. So very cool. And I'm glad you right. went after something that was t- a challenge. And that draping, like the stool that I made for the, that contest, it's again, like I look at it every day. It sits in my living room and I, and I love it because of just like what it did for me in terms of like opened up this world of like power carving on a different level, mm. but tech, like technique wise, I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much that I would do differently looking back yeah. at it and it's okay. And I'm not hard on myself for it because like, it was my first time carving on that scale. Like it's not a big deal, but like that looking at it every day makes me like more, like gives me more of an itch to be like, okay, no, you need to get back to it because like you, this could be something. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Like and now look at it. Like it's, I'm assuming almost there, almost yeah, there. Almost. Just a few more, 23 more hours of standing. You'd be all right. That sounds about right. 
the funny, I thought it was done sanding. Right. And then I like was, I brought it inside to show Firas, and then I had it like in front of a big sunny window and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh I'm no. It's close. Showed all the lines and stuff. Right. All the lines, like the, just so many pieces, parts of it that I'm like, Oh no, I need to go back over this with like 40 grit and start over. Like, I think I was too hypnotized the other day from the way surf prep grabs all the curves. I was sanding and I totally sanded her nose flat. So I have to like <laughs> recarve it. I was just like, whoa, look at it go. And then I'm like, oh, you sanded. I was using their fine, but still okay. like right. I was just hypnotized though. I was just like, dee, 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 dee. And that was not That's, smart. <laughs> do you feel like, I feel like I have so many little like, sanding tools like small little sanding tools but I feel like nothing works as well as just using my hands yeah when it and comes it's to carving unfortunate it, it because is severely it's unfortunate. such a pain it hurts it takes forever I have no arm strength like it's the worst but I swear nothing sands better than just using your hands and it's an unfortunate truth the little gator tool gets you so far though like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've tried that little yellow one with the foam grip on it. Oh, I haven't tried it. Try it. It's just like a little block um, with foam and it's like okay. really soft. So at least you can get most of the tight spots with that first okay. and then switch to, you know, full on hand. Like that's the smallest tool and most comfortable tool that I have been using. I, if you watch back on one of my videos recently, I used it for her face. Too bad okay. I didn't use it for the whole face, but okay. you know, I used it for all the, the corners and stuff and, and that's been helping, but yeah, no hand sanding sadly is, uh, it's where it's at. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately. <yeah. laughs> where, where did you learn all your editing skills? Did you just kind of learn that as you go like with that? Cause you, you're hilarious, but like a lot of things you could tell are pre-planned. So I'm assuming you must pre-plan some ideas before you film too. Uh, no, no, you just wing it. So sometimes I will sometimes like, if you look at my notepad on my like iPhone, if you look at my notepad, I have some ideas of like, I guess, pre-production ideas, like frame for frame, Mm -hmm. but that's more so for like reveal pieces. Like this is more, the more dramatic pieces, but a lot of like, to be real, I have, you know, I have a a job that has nothing to do with power carving and like Mm -hmm. editing Instagram or social media. So a lot of my time goes to that. I don't have childcare and I have small children. So I, a lot of my stuff is just, I go back into my old reels and I look at them and I was like, okay, how can I convey this idea again in a different way? Mm -hmm. So I put a bunch of clips together and I just like, I don't know. I just start writing up a script and then just editing it down until it feels right. But a lot of that is not pre-planned. Like oh, see, I, almost, I, almost none of it is you're like a rare one, a rare one <laughs> will get pre-planned when I have a song in mind. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm like, I love listening to music on my way to like to work and back and just like blasting it. And like, I probably look a little insane because I'm just like, <laughs> right in the car. Like, oh, <laughs> but it's sometimes if there's certain songs, I'm like, Oh, I like, I like this a lot. And I think this would be really cool to convey like exactly the, the, the feeling I'm trying to convey. I'll write the song down and then I'll kind of edit to that song. Um, that happens sometimes. 
<laughs> sometimes sometimes <laughs> well you fooled me on a couple of them but yeah I love it though because it is like the way you put the videos together is always keeping it fresh and of course like I said all the beautiful wood grains just flashing and all the color like it's just gorgeous so you good job on recycling that content thanks otherwise I would be posting like once a, every six months or something <laughs> I need so I don't make a lot edit. of new things. Yeah. Right. I and I actually enjoy the editing part. Like I really enjoy you can putting tell. things together and like editing them and playing around with effects and all that. Like I enjoy that a lot. I feel like that's for me part of the creative process. Mm -hmm. But I just don't really have that much footage to go off of because again, I don't I'm not like in the shop every day making new things. Um, so I have to kind of just be creative with what I currently have and just reuse it in different ways. You know, for, as like a content creation aspect, that's actually very helpful that you have, you know, that footage to recycle and stuff throughout the times. If you, I have the problem where I'm in there making too many videos and never editing them. I have so many unreleased <laughs> videos that are just piling right now. And then right. I'm like, I feel that overwhelm just building. Cause I know I'm like, I have to edit, but also I have to be carving. So how do I do both of those things? Like, right. I don't know. <laughs> I will say, and I hope this, I mean, this won't get back to my boss, but when <laughs> I have downtime at work, like sometimes I'll be in the corner, like just okay. editing. That's right. And then some of my coworkers are like, are you editing for your Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. So I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Me, Instagram, never heard of it. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if you're being real. <laughs> I know my coworkers think that I don't have like a serious bone in my body, which I, I like, I'm just always sarcastic. Yeah. And especially at work, like I'm sarcastic, but not in like a funny way. I'm just like, oh, really? What you think like, yeah. So you're a character at work is what you're saying. Well, okay. Do you watch the office? I have watched the office. Okay. I don't watch it religiously every day. Okay. Like some people do. Cause I know there's a difference. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with the characters, but somebody recently asked me if you could, if you have a personality at work, who would it be? And I was like, Oh, I'm Stanley. Stanley is the grumpy old man. Mm -hmm. That's me. Um, that's how I am at work because I don't usually want to be there. Um, but yeah, and I'm not like the warmest, fuzziest person at work again, because I don't want to be there. But so it's, my coworkers always give me, yeah, they always give me crap for it. They're like, oh my God, you're so sarcastic all the time. Like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I understand that it's hard to be somewhere you don't want to be. Like, <laughs> it's just a big challenge, especially when you have other possibilities awaiting you that you know you could tackle, you know? Right. Like my mind is somewhere else right now. I just want to get home yeah. and sit in that piece. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. no, no, I get it. I get it. Like I lived through that. Like when I started doing it, like social media more and working the full-time job with the kids, like I felt that pull and I'm like, this is what I've always wanted to do. Like make art and sell art. Like that's all I want to do. And being at a job that made me miserable was just so hard to deal with. So I mean, I'm glad I've made that transition, but I still, I'm not making art and painting every day. Like, you know what right. I mean? Cause I still have other jobs that I took on. I just got rid of that one. <laughs> Did you, so how it's been over a year, right? Probably yeah. a year and a half. 
it's a year and a month. Oh, year and a yeah, month. Yeah, a year and a month. I'm rounding out that new year. Yes. It's been a struggle. Like you, I know you've talked about budgets and, you know, watching your finances, like that's all it's been, but there's been, it seems whenever I'm really, really getting to that desperate, like, should I, should I go get a job situation? Mm -hmm. Somebody orders something or something or Sabretooth says, Hey, let's do that contest you were talking about. And I'm like, thank goodness, because you know, I was seriously contemplating what am I doing right now? (laughs) You know? Right. I was actually just talking to Fidos earlier about like, do you think I should go to 40 hours a week? Cause for us full-time or for nurses, generally full-time is considered like 36 hours a week. I'm part-time, but I'm 0.6, which is considered like two 24 or two 12 hour shifts a week. So I work 24 hours a week but because it's night shift, it goes into two days. So it feels like I'm working like a lot more than I am. Yeah. Right. Um, but I was just telling Fidel, I'm like, should should I just go like full time just for a little bit, just until we could like catch our footing. Um, and then like, as soon as I kind of mentioned that, like an email came through with like a possible, like a deal, um, like a brand deal. And I was like, Okay, I think this is a sign that like, <laughs> don't do this. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. That maybe I shouldn't do this. Like, yeah, financially we might be okay, but like I will be even more miserable and I will see my kids even less. And yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. Congrats on this possibility of a deal. That's exciting. Thank yeah. You. But yeah, you you like you need those signs to tell you to like just keep holding on. You right. know, like don't like don't do it. Don't do it yet. Like right those, like I said, I have a lot of good things going on in my life right now. Like some, I can't even talk about that I'm working on, but like, because I can't talk about it, it doesn't feel real either, you know? So right. I'm like, I'm battling that too. Cause I'm like, <laughs> right. No. And I feel, I always feel like blessed and really lucky that my job is one. Like I'm, I always, when people ask me like, do you ever regret being a nurse? And I always say no, because realistically, I can't think of any other job that will give me this level of flexibility. My schedule, I work three days in a row or three nights in a row. And now I'm off until next weekend. Like, and I still have benefits that I, for my family, which I'm very grateful for, but, and I could, if I feel like I'm in a pickle, I could pick up overtime. I could pick up shifts if I need to. That is nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. It's a very flexible job. I can work. I have the ability to work night shift so that I'm home with my kids and I don't have to spend money on childcare. Mm -hmm. So I do feel, I do feel really blessed. And that's why when people are like, do you think you'll ever do this full time and leave your job? I'm like, I don't know if I need to anytime soon. I think you could fit this lifestyle with what you're doing for sure. Right. I didn't have that advantage. I mean, my job was super flexible, but it was from 7 a.m. till 5 p.m. because I was leaving to go bring my kids to school in between that. Like Mm -hmm. my work was letting me stop work at eight, go bring the kids to school because we never qualified for buses, pick Mm -hmm. up the kids from school, you know, and then go back to work. So like I was working seven to five plus doing social media at night and painting or like making too, like all that too. So it was like, ah, (laughs) which that's something I don't understand. Like some the people that work like nine to fives or you know every single weekday I'm like how how do you 
how do you do anything else? Yeah. And I, I just actually like the other day I came across a reel of somebody who I actually really respect and I love his work and stuff, but the reel was basically like, I work this many hours a week and I do all this, but when I'm, um, I do all my work on weekends. I work eight hours a day, every weekend, like both weekend days and I make it happen. So if you want it, you can make it happen too. I'm like, I bet you either don't have kids or you have somebody take care of your kids. I'm like, because that's not realistic for most people to like grow a full-time business on top of working nine to five. Like that's not realistic for a lot of other people. It's exhausting. Yeah. Like when I was doing that seven to five job and stuff, like my in-laws used to come over and help with the kids when it was summer, you know, Mm -hmm. like those kind of things, or like we'd have ABA therapists here at night. So, cause my kids are on the spectrum. So they would kind of help a little bit for an hour or two. And I right. was like, Oh, thank God. When they were there, right. you know what I mean? Like, but now that like the in-laws don't come over anymore, cause you, I quit my job and it was like, I don't want that. They don't listen to this, but I quit my job. And all of a sudden it was like, I didn't need help anymore. <laughs> you know? Right. And I'm like, no, I still do. <laughs> right. And I feel like it's kind of like when you need it even more because yes. it's not easy being home no. with, with kids. And that's like, without any help, like, yep. I feel like that's almost, I don't know. It's really hard. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm grateful that my mother-in-law helps. And my mom's great. My mom sometimes is like, bring the kids over, keep <laughs> them here for a few days. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> Yeah. A couple days. And, um, but she's unfortunately going to be going to the middle East for two months. Oh, so that's going to, you're going to feel that. Yes, I am going to, I already feel it. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. I like, that's the nice part. Like if I do really, really need it, I can tap into family. Like tomorrow Mm -hmm. I, I, I did an SOS tonight. I'm like, someone please who can take my kids tomorrow I'm like it's gonna be 75 out and storming all day and I just want to carve like right I want to turn her into like the bride of Chucky tomorrow like right so like my sister's taking up tomorrow I'm like huh because she's a teacher and she's home but I'm like right thank you I mean she has two other kids but still like please thank you that's awesome I'll be buying pizza tomorrow (laughs) and probably bringing over some muffin tops. Good. Right. (laughs) There's this gorgeous baker. She needs those muffin tops after watching four kids. (laughs) Right. Oh, but yes. So that's, that's my big plan, but it is nice when you can tap into people that you have like people around you to do that. Right. Definitely. I mean, my sister has kids, my that are the same age as my kids, but she just decided to like move to Seattle, which is so rude, but <laughs> this was like two years ago. I'm still not over it. Clearly. It's I'm tough. Yeah. 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 No, I have all my family is still around me and like, I would love to move one day, but I'm like, not until my kids are older. Cause I need that support group that I'm near. Like, where do you live? I'm in Springfield, mass. Okay. Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, okay. I, was, I, was, I always say mass and people are like, well, no, I mean, I figured, I figured. <laughs> yeah. What you're doing, but, um, yeah. Do you feel like you have like, um, like a big creative community around you? Not where I am. Like if okay. I went to like a little bit more North mm-hmm. to me, there's more artist towns and very, very liberal artsy areas. 
and where I live, I mean, there are some areas, but like I live in a city that's very unsafe. I don't go to those areas where the creative people are sadly, because it's in our downtown. And I'm like, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm like, right. I don't want to put myself in that area. But if I went past my own city and right. our North, there's a lot of creative areas for sure. Cool. What about you? So I'm like 20 minutes outside of Chicago, like the okay. city, but, and I feel like there's people here and there, like, but I feel like I have a hard time because the fact that I don't feel like my niche is just woodworking, like, or just being a maker or whatever. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm trying to get more into like the artistic aspect of it all um, and just focus on that. And I feel like the art community is very like, dispersed and almost like they all kind of I don't know it's like all established artists and I'm like oh yeah Not I'm just true. you know like I feel like I have to I have to kind of put the work in to have something to show for it if I'm going to be like hey yeah right yeah. exactly which is okay and I feel like maybe in time um and it's nice like sometimes like I just picked up a shop cart from like Alma from Pink Soul Studios like there's people here and I, that yeah. I enjoy seeing and that I enjoy hanging out with, but I'm, but Chicago is also weird because I, the, all the suburbs are so like dispersed and yeah. But I feel like, like somebody was talking about Philly the other day and how it's like such a big hub for like, there's such a big appreciation for craftsmanship oh. and art and things like that. And I'm like, really? Huh? Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, there's the steel and like in Pittsburgh nearby, like there's there a lot of things that people built. So I could see that like, it's like a hardworking area. So people create a lot over there. That would make sense. sense. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure Chicago has a big art scene and things like that. I just don't, haven't tapped into it. Yeah. For me, it'd be more like going to Boston or something. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to go to the right or if I go to the left, it's the Berkshires where it's more like bougies <laughs> no it's more oh I guess it would be but it's more like I would say more farm town like oh. eclectic yeah it's interesting yeah it's funny like which way you go <laughs> what what the what Massachusetts becomes <laughs> that's very interesting yeah yeah there's some places in Illinois that I just would never probably venture to unless I absolutely have to but yeah everybody has this idea of what Illinois is just because Chicago's in it but it's like no if you go a certain certain distance outside of Chicago, it's like a whole different world here that is not like the friendliest. <laughs> well, that yeah, I know when people think of where I live, I live in the third uh, dangerous city in in Massachusetts. Like, oh my goodness, yeah, yeah, like, but I'm on the outskirts. Like, the downtown is 20 minutes away, but there was a murder down the street the other day. You know what I mean? Like. It's the same thing. Yeah. I'm not in the greatest oh of areas. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I found a nice house on an acre of land that goes to the water. That's and it was nice. Like, yeah. And it was in my price range. That's awesome. Just had to stay where I grew up. That's all. Right. <laughs> Hence why I keep pondering moving one day, <laughs> but it's like, where it's would hard you want to leave? Be? Right. Not here. No, uh, somewhere that's not like the most temperature controlled place we could find we'll say i don't like it too hot so i don't want to go anywhere where i'm going to be scorched to death it's really okay. somewhere cool and relaxing but i still want to be on water because now i'm spoiled you know it's funny because my parents are obviously my 
my parents are immigrants and I'm just always like, you guys could have settled anywhere. Like you didn't have family here. You didn't have roots down yet. You could have made roots anywhere in the country. And you picked one of the places that gets either really, really, really hot or really, really, really freezing. There's never middle ground. I'm like, why did you do that? My dad's like, oh, there, we heard that there was a lot of Arabs in the area and we thought like maybe it'd be easier to get settled and stuff. I'm like, I think there was probably a lot of Arabs in other areas too, but you know, I don't think you looked hard enough. Like (laughs) that's hilarious. I feel like that happens though. Like my grandmother came over as like an arranged marriage from Italy and like they Uh all settled where I am, like in Springfield and then like Chicopee and stuff. And then like they built, like there was like this whole like little Italy and all that down there and stuff, which has kind of been diminishing. But yeah, I feel like people do that. They kind of like stay where their culture is going, even though they're leaving where they're from. They're like, I want to be around people that are like me too. So I still don't lose it all, you know? Right. Right. Interesting. It is interesting though. Like, why'd you choose here? I, I mean, I'd love to be in Cali. I'd just be afraid of like right. being too hot, but probably Cali is where I really want to go to be honest. I know my sister actually moved to San Diego and she's like, it's like the best city in the world. And I'm yeah. like, that's cool. Good for you. If I could ever <laughs> afford that. You know what I mean? Right. That's the problem. Right. Right. <laughs> Realistically, that's not happening. Right. Not yet until I get my Netflix deal. Yeah. yeah. I would watch the heck out of that. Oh, thanks. You. I just want to be a host. <laughs> I want to be a host on shows. <laughs> like, literally, that's I all I want to do. That would be perfect for you. Thank you. I just want to make stupid jokes at other people's expenses. <laughs> so pretty much what I already do mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yes. My everyday life. But on a national, international style. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> But no, that really is like, I would love to do that. I always talk about that, like jokingly, but like, that would be so fun. That would be the, the funny thing is though, I'm like super awkward in front of a camera. If I know that people are going to be watching it. So with my stuff, like the reason why I hate when my coworkers bring up Instagram or TikTok or anything like that, it's like, I don't want them playing my videos in front of me. Like, I don't want to hear the sound of my voice. And to me, I make my videos and I put them out in the world, pretending and lying to myself and telling myself that nobody's going to watch this. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. the only way that I'm able to do this because, I mean, it even took me a whole year to be able to put my face in front of the camera. And it's not like I'm a shy person. I'm an extrovert. I like, I'm not like shy in a social setting or anything like that. Yeah. It's just like such a weird experience to be like holding up a phone and like talking to nobody. And so it's, it's the idea of being recorded and having that be uh, like, yeah, I just, it's not really my comfort <laughs> level. Having somebody else film me is definitely the scarier part for sure. Right. I can film the hell out of myself, but somebody else because then you can't see how you look like it sounds so vain but it's so true you can't see how you look so then you're like you're like do I look ridiculous like what am I doing how should I put my hands (laughs) like you start (laughs) you start getting your head about the stupid stuff instead of just like being you and doing what you have to do I get most stiff when I'm doing like the cart, like those talking to the camera about like the car with this competition Uh I'm like loosen up loosen up loosen up loosen up you could do this (laughs) Because I'm like, it's going on Sabretooth's channel, right? So it's not going on my channel where I don't care. I'll put, I put, you see when I put on my channel. Yeah. <laughs> not so afraid on my channel. 
there's I'm like uh, who should I be like I think that's <laughs> what I'm always thinking is like who sh- how how professional do I have to be right no one's ever told me to be professional but I hold myself because I think it's because I worked in marketing and advertising for so long right I hold myself to this like you have to be professional standards but it's a challenge it's a real challenge I I can imagine because I the the idea of just being I will say though I recently went to you know the Haven conference oh yeah so I even though once you've been there okay yes I've been once so we can talk (laughs) yeah it's very um like it's not really my scene Mm -hmm. because it's just it's just a very different like different category of niches like home decor and a lot of the styles are that are highlighted as like farmhouse style and things like that and there's nothing wrong with that at all but it's just like not me so but I went on behalf of DIY for a cure so like I don't even think I said the words for reverse studio not once like I think somebody else was like oh do you follow her ideal her accounts for reverse studio I'm like oh yeah that but I was there as DIY for a cure and, um, they had a party one night. It was like, I think, I don't remember what the theme was. I think it was like sequin and sneakers. And I bought the most obnoxious, like sequin suit that I could find like bright gold, really, oh, glitter, which beautiful. is so outside of my comfort zone. But I was like, I'm going to pretend I'm somebody else. And I got like bedazzled sun, like sunglasses that were like this big. And I just like was so comfortable just being a goofball because I was like, I'm somebody else completely and it was just it's funny because I'm like why can't I just be like comfortable being myself as much as I'm comfortable like being this persona of this obnoxious like (laughs) person at a party like (laughs) it's tough it's tough to be yourself fully on camera or off camera in some situations Right. And it's different when you're like representing yourself or advocating for yourself. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I have to prove my, I have to prove to them and prove to myself to people and like, you know, come off a certain way. But when I was there, even just pitching to brands about supporting DIY for a cure, like the level of confidence, I'm like, who is this person? Because I'm just like, un, un, like unabashedly just being like, give me your money because cause this and it's like yeah partly because I really believe in the cause but second of all like if they're saying no they're not saying no to me and I'm like why is that rejection so much easier to take like it's so much easier when it's not for yourself right so much easier I just it just there's relief like for workbench I reach out to every brand every brand hey that and I throw this pitch at them come join us and I'm like I just did 30 brands in 30 minutes like it's wow. insane <laughs> like I I've had days like that I'm just like what the hell you know but yeah for myself I'm I'm way better at now but be, at the beginning it is hard like do I deserve this yes but you know like right <laughs> right and it's, how much do I deserve like that's right. the hard part and how much can they give right like with when I'm pitching on behalf of DIY for a cure like I said it's partly because I I really do believe in the cause and it's kind of like you know, if a brand wants to show their support, they're also showing their communities. Like this is, these are the, that we support some of the same causes that you guys all believe in. So to me, it's like, if they say no, that's like, that's their loss. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, wait, but I'm also like a good asset. Like I could, I could do education. Well, I could do humor. Well, I could Mm -hmm. edit nicely. Like I could make 
nice pieces. I'm like, I believe in the things that I make. Why can't I just be this confident when I'm pitching on my own behalf? And it really like such a mind shift, just going to that conference that I was not expecting. So I, you know, it's funny is I felt the same way about Haven, whereas I felt extremely uncomfortable. I'm not going to put on a dress. I'm not going to put anything sparkly on. Even if I was trying to go out of my comfort zone, I stay very comfortable in my black and gray area. And like, I just felt very awkward there, but also the classes were amazing. And like, they opened up my eyes so much. Like I was like, Oh my God, I can apply so much of this. Like I, I do do a lot of DIY stuff just intermingled with everything else in my life just because I bought an old ass house hence why I could afford it and I've been remodeling it for 14 years now so like I'm very familiar in that area and like and I didn't I've been making like deals slowly from that Mm -hmm. but yeah it took a lot to go there like it was tough but I don't want to go too far in this without talking about what DIY for a cure is I know what it is but for people who are listening do you want to just give them a quick snippet of what it is yeah, thanks. Because uh, DIY for a Cure was actually started by um, Kel, who her handle is Simply Handmade. Um, and her son was diagnosed with neuroblastoma in 2020. And um, he had a second relapse, I believe it was in 2021. And um, she felt like this pull to just do something large with this, like didn't mm-hmm. want to sit in this like hopelessness and just be like, why me and this and that, and decided to like put that, that, that sadness and anger into action. And so she collaborated with one who is another DIY create content creator whose son Chase had passed like the year after, um, in 2020, unfortunately he lost his battle to neuro, uh, to AML, acute myeloid leukemia. And, um, and, you know, she had been sharing his journey for so long. So all of us felt like, you know, we lost chase, like the community lost chase. Mm-hmm. So Juan and Kel together kind of put on this like DIY for, for a cure campaign where for a week, everybody shared facts that are not known, very well known to people uh, about childhood cancer. For example, the fact that all childhood cancers combined get only 4% of all cancer research funding. Um and how often these diagnoses come up and how, how much it affects families. Like it completely uproots families' lives and things like that. And they kind of helped give us glimpses into their lives of, you know, having a child who's sick and what it does and what their everyday looks like and kind of channeling all of that to basically raise funds to, to find cures for neuroblastoma and AML. Um, so yeah, our goal is a hundred thousand dollars and we're at uh, 62, I believe. Awesome. So, and it's a week long during September where everybody, any creators of all kinds can share a project. It doesn't have to be a new one. It could be something that they've already done in the past. And throughout that week, they're sharing the process of creating this project, but in intermittently also sharing facts about Okay. Uh, DIY for, about childhood cancer, um, and just sharing uh, links to basically donate money for uh, MSK Kids, which is the hospital where Kel's son is currently getting treatments, and hopefully, that's going to go straight to research um, to their research team to find cures for these cancers. So, yeah, I'm super happy to be part of it. That's awesome. So, if people want to get involved, just reach out to DIY for a cure right on Instagram. 
Yeah. So the Instagram handle is DIY for a cure. And we also, you could send an email to DIY for a cure at gmail.com. But yeah. That's great. Well, Hey, somebody who hears this might want to join in. They might have a story to share just of their personal life. Like, yeah. So I did want to like not glaze over it. I, as, I, as I was talking, I'm like, no, I really want to point this out. Like, what no, is this? Thanks, <laughs> thanks for doing that because yeah. in my mind, everybody knows what DIY for a cure is. No, because like, you talk about it enough. Like they should know it, right? <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Somebody might be stumbling upon this for the first time. We never know. Right. Um, are you guys going to make your camp? I feel like I heard you mention you might. I've been wanting to go so bad, but I like especially because it's probably towards the end of the year. It's just like our finances get tighter and tighter with each month. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if it's possible for us this year. Hey, I understand that. I totally, like I'm a budget to budget girl. Like I said, a month right. to month, you know, I hundred percent right. get that. I only get to go to these fun things because I work for these things, that's you know? <laughs> so <laughs> right. that's, that's right. why I get to go. But we will be at WorkbunchCon 2024. That's what I like. I know. <laughs> hey, we will eventually announce who the speakers are. I am going to talk about that openly because I feel confident by the time I get this episode released that we're going to start posting about it. When I saw your guys pitch, I was I was really excited. I was like, they do. They do sell all the time. Whenever <laughs> she posts something, it sells. So I'm like, so like I told Kristen when, when I read it, I'm like, this is a shoe in. Like, this is already a yes, because I want to know what she's doing. Oh, like, thanks. you know, I, so I'm like, I yes. literally like, I, so when I sent that pitch, I was first of all, very sick, like around that time. So like, I looked like I was like, I looked like death at the, I know I remember in that video, but also I did it so last minute. Cause I had been working and I was just like, I'm just going to do it. I doubt that they're going to say yes, because I'm not one of those like big fancy speakers and things like that. But no, I'm like super glad like that. They said that you all like liked it. Yeah, no, we, we have a board of people that we run on by. So like I said, yes. And then we pitch it like, do you guys agree? You know? And then, yeah, it was just like done, you know, like everyone's like, yeah, cause it's, we see it. We see it every day. Yeah. And I think like the nice thing is like that it's, it caters to not just people who have like large platforms and it doesn't mean, and it's not, you don't have to wait till you have a hundred thousand followers to actually start making money. Like you have control because you have the access to the tools. Like you have control of how much you want to make. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that in a way where you're guaranteed to make a revenue? So, yeah. No, I think it's going to be a really fun class and to have you guys there. I also, we have a request of a comedy panel and I really want to have you on it with us. Like we don't have it really happening, but we might just have to make it happen because I know Alma wants to do it. I know I want to be on it. I want you on it. I think we would just be hilarious. Just I am not actually that funny. I... Yeah, but you could do commentary where you insult us at our bad jokes too. I could do I mean, that. I'm very on. good at. We need insulting. a hater. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually part of my last name. My name is Cater, but K Hater <laughs> how you spell it. So it's perfect. It's perfect. You're already ready. <laughs> but that sometimes is like the funniest stuff is when you're just making comments of what's happening. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be stand-up jokes. It could be as us answering real questions, but sarcastically. Right. You know what I mean? Right. People keep asking for it. Like it was in it was in uh six requests that they would be really? a comedy panel. Yeah. Like six of them. Like- I don't know. Just from the feedback from like from our feedback. Yeah. Like from the right. end of the year feedback, like or after it happens, people are like, there's so many funny makers. We need to have a comedy panel. 
I'm like, yeah, but they're funny in their videos. Doesn't mean they're right. gonna be funny in real life. That's what people right. don't realize too. It's like, right. It's easy to be curated funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than to be just out there insulting people or making right. jokes online. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm like sweating. Just thinking, thinking about, about it. it. I can see that my, <laughs> you I got real, real crazy <laughs> <with> anxiety flush. <laughs> nah, no, thanks. You want me to wear, you want me to do what you want me to be on a panel to be funny intentionally. You want me to be um, on a panel End it there. You want me to be on a panel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they want. I think they want somebody just wants somewhere where you could go in and you could relax and just bullshit. I feel like that's what they want. They want a bullshit session. Where this like maybe it's a live podcast or something like or live interview or something you know like just I feel people like, just popping in and out that would be yeah fun. I feel like they need fun. something like that because that people want that stress relief I think between all the classes because it does get intense you've been two years now right yeah yeah so you can get overwhelmed pretty quickly yeah I definitely needed to be like okay I'm gonna just go to the hotel room and just stare at the wall. Hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, just because it's like, it's a lot going on and it's like constant noise and overstimulation nonstop, which, and I really do enjoy, like, I'm a very outgoing person and I'm very, I'm an extrovert by nature, but also it's a, it's like, you're in an environment where, you know, I'm like, I don't know how people react to somebody who looks like me, like, or how people would respond to somebody who looks like me. And it's always in the back of my mind, which it shouldn't be, but it's always in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. So sometimes I'm just like, okay, I just need a minute to breathe. Okay. I'm fine. Let's go back out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that sucks to have to think about, right? Like in your head, like you can't get it out of your head because you know that you look different or, you know, you're going to stand out because you are wearing something, you know, like, right. It's a dead beacon, but like, right. She's different. Right. And it's, it's, and it goes both ways. It's not necessarily that people are going to be rude or, you know, just unwelcoming, but it's also like, and I, again, this is a, a big me problem, but mm-hmm. I'm always like, are they only talking to me to look like oh wow look at how open and inclusive they are talking yeah. to you know, like like that I only laugh because it's like no <laughs> that is not the only no reason. I know it's it's like <laughs> I not people no, and you yeah I get on a it. regular basis but yeah. people that I've just met like and I've had weird encounters where I'm just like oh I think you had me confused for the other one like <laughs> which is hilarious like it's really funny but I'm just like, I don't know why you're talking to me and being super nice to me when we literally just met. And I get some people are just really nice right off the yeah. bat. And, and I think 99.9% of the time, it's not an issue. It's in my head. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big reason why I didn't share my face on my page for a long time. Not because I'm like scared of anybody saying something like, uh, like I have all the comebacks in the world. I've heard it all. Like, oh, we I know. You know, I, and I, I've literally heard it all in person too. It's not that it's just to me. I'm like, I don't want people seeing me and being like, oh, I'm going to follow her because I'm inclusive. Like, no, I want you to follow me because the pieces that you see that I'm making are, are actually ones that you like, or something about my message resonates with you. Like, I don't want you to follow me just so you could like check, check that, that box, you yeah. know, check that box. Yeah. And so again, it's a me thing, but mm-hmm. I can't help you know, well, there's things that sit in the back of our mind that we just cannot help for me. I'll be honest. I'm a bigger girl, right. Compared to all these little small girls who are out there in this content creation world. I've got those same feelings like, Oh, 
Look at all you cute girls prancing around. Here I come. <laughs> Look at all you little ballerinas dancing away. But no, like I have those feelings too. Like, oh, I don't belong here with these people. You know, like I'm almost sure I stand out, you know, like, so I feel you. I feel you it may not be culture wise, but it's right. just, I'm different, you know? Right. And I think everybody struggles with like, do I belong? And I mm-hmm. don't even think it has to be from one thing. I don't think it's like cultural. I don't think it's appearance. Like yep. I think some people it's like their style might be different or something yep. about like their views might be different. And so I think everybody struggles with like, I feel like maybe they think I don't belong here. And you know, the nice part about the maker community is that all of us feel that way. And yet we're, and we're also accepting of each other. Like right. it is literally the most accepting community I've ever been a part of. Right. Very rare. Do you find assholes? I mean, they're there, but it's rare. It's, it's very, very rare. It's right. very rare. Like it's most people just super excited with what they're making and wanting right. to share that. I think that's why right. it's so cool. We're not just showing you the new shampoo you bought for your dog. Occasionally we will, because that's how <laughs> we get paid, but right. we're not just showing you that we're showing right. you everything that's personal to us, everything that we put our heart into and, you know, our soul and we're presenting that to the world. So we're also vulnerable right? and right. we're putting it out there when we just naturally accept that in each other. Like you can see that person's passion every day. Right. And then just like the lack of gatekeeping that I've seen overall, like, yeah, there's a few people who are not helpful if you need something, mm-hmm. but overall the lack of gatekeeping has been so refreshing. Like there's a place for everybody to learn mm-hmm. from each other. And it's just that uh, like allows for all of us to kind of find our place. And even if you're, and I always tell people like, I don't care if you copy my salt sellers. I don't care if you make your own and then go sell them because mine are always going to look different. And yours are always going to look mm-hmm. different. Like yours are going to look like you. Mine are going to look like me. And also I can, there's no way I can make enough to no. support like the, the demand. So it's like, if anything, make them, I'll share your link. Like it's not a big deal, but in the process of you making something that was inspired by me, you're eventually going to find your own voice and creative path. And, and you you might've needed to copy somebody first in order to find your own way of doing things. And it's all okay. Like you get get taught that, like I went to a school for fine art and graphic design and in those classes, they do teach you that like, you know, it, you know, they always say it's like the ultimate flattery when somebody copies you, but mm-hmm. it's also a great way to learn by copying yeah. everybody, seeing what you like, what you didn't like, and then moving on from there. And eventually you find your style. You never believe that you're going to find your style. And right. sometimes you think like, I just must, I kind of, I love how she does it. I have to emulate it. And like, that's the style I love. And you know, you do, you eventually, as you continue to try, you find your way to like what you right. really love. It's, it is crazy. Also, you should sell those salt sellers, uh, you know, the files for them and literally if just a perpetual, just money, passive income videos of how you carve them step-by-step step and just have people purchase them. I'm just saying, cause they're gorgeous Good idea. and you're done. <laughs> you're done making them like right. you, you will, when you need to, when you need money, I get it, but you're essentially done. And yet they're too gorgeous not to live on. Like they are, they're beautiful. I would do that. I would make a pattern book and I would tell them like, cause you draw your patterns out essentially with how you're going to carve. Sometimes, yeah. 
you could just recreate them for extra profit. Just saying, nice. I see a nice pathway for you to have a little passive income because you can't carve them all. A, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but that's a definitely a good idea. You um, have the footage, I, just break it down. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. But I, and I do have like a YouTube video out about how I make the salt sellers. And I have a bunch of people will tag me in posts and be like, I use this YouTube video, but like, I go back on that YouTube video and I'm like, okay, but I've totally changed how I make things now to make it like a much quicker process that I can batch. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. To create this look, you're going to need this style burr to create this. You're going to need this. Like it just That's the shape. Genius, Tiffany. I, <laughs> I have like too many ideas to execute, but like, <laughs> right. I would love to see that because you could just literally hear the ones boop, mm-hmm. boop, boop, and then get these tools and go and you make these things. Cause you could literally draw out your patterns and put like little shaded areas of where you should carve. <laughs> now, I'm getting, now I'm going into detail yeah. <laughs> descriptions for you, but because you have a product that anybody could make if they knew how to get to that point, right. right. After some right. experience, after a lot of issues of error like they could write that so it's i know amazing. it's just a great way because we can't always rely on sponsors giving us money and no, rarely do they, and rarely do they do right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't get a right. lot of money from anybody i usually get the tools and that's about it and mm-hmm. i'm i'm okay with that on if they're good amount of stuff you know what i mean right um right. but to be able to make videos off of those tools that i have that are going to help people out. Like that's, I think that's cool. You're going to, you're going to empower a lot of people who really want to do it and make yourself some money. That's a good idea. And that's my business plan for you today. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right. Now I'm going to put my kids through college retire early. <laughs> also. Oh, see now, now I'm in my pitching aspect too. You could make a book too. A book. How to power carve these things as a book. Fox Chapel Publishing. Oh, that's smart. Literally Fox Chapel Publishing. Reach out to them. Okay. That's, there's my pitch for you today. Thanks. Yeah. I, I actually want to be, so, okay. Another thing I really want to be now that, okay. First I have to kind of end the podcast. Cause I just looked over and saw that we're way past. So okay. I'm going to do this official. Thank you for coming on the show. I really okay. appreciate you. Blah, blah, blah spiel, yeah. but not really, but okay. So here's my plan. Cause I'm just going to end the podcast. Um, they are looking for influencers to work with, to create books at Fox Chapel publishing. And I think that would be a really cool way to do it is you could, you could do the videos, you could do the, um, plans, digital plans, but then you could also go for the people that aren't on Instagram, the people who just make, because they like to make, and they go to the store and they go to Woodcraft and they get their new magazine once a month and they go and they try those plans. You could do that too. That's a, that's a really good idea. I'm going to look into that. Mm -hmm. I recommend it. I just came up with that, (laughs) but no, um, I, I have an LLC called one car garage LLC. Like that's my company name. Mm -hmm. And I would love to help like mentor people with just fucking brainstorming, like come to us brainstorm session. Let's talk about what you could make. Cause God knows I have ideas, but I can't execute them. (laughs) Right. I mean, same, but I need to start because I'm sick of being broke. <laughs> I am, um, I'm licensing off an idea that I've had for, that I've been working on. The reason I quit my job, my new product line, mm-hmm. it's for kids who are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I've learned over the last two months, I really hate making them. 
I do not like it. It's a great idea and it's going to be amazing when it's made, but somebody else has to make it for me. So I am outsourcing that essentially they're going to do all the fulfillment. They're going to make it for me and it's going to be done. But I only get a tiny little cut. So I'm trying to figure out other ways to bring in more income from that because I really want them out in the world. I just, I have to understand like right now, it doesn't make sense that I can build another company to make this and put people in employee. I'm like, just let somebody else do all the work. So I do, I'm, I'm going to be writing some books to go with it. That's awesome. And like, I just think that's just like, sometimes it's a way to go is like, it's so, I never, like, I always want, yeah, exactly. Like, so I'm, I'm concentrating after all this, after maker camp, after this carb with this competition, mm-hmm. I've really got to start focusing in. It's just shitty. Cause guess what's going to pick up more and more is work. work bench. Bench. Uh, I'm like right. that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's going to pick up and knock me down. (laughs) No, it's not going to knock you down. No, I know. But I just, you know, when you really want to be somewhere and you can't get there fast enough because you don't have the time, you have to do other stuff to make money to take care of your family. Mm -hmm. It hurts. (laughs) I want that. feel you on that. Yes. I just want to be there. And I'm like, I just, I can't be there yet. And you see other people doing their thing and you know don't compare yourself to other people and you're just like those they're doing it they're doing it and i'm doing it too i'm doing it too i just like it just feels so slow where like lately it hasn't felt like that it's been like Mm -hmm. spiraling too fast because i like now i need to like sign the deal copyright things trademark things and like actually make it real all in like the same time where i'm doing everything else i'm like ah, right but it's like everything is gonna like you're going to hit a point where everything just clicks and you're like, wow, everything just fell into place. Yes. It's just so much work to get here. Mm-hmm. But now we're here and yes. it doesn't mean like you stop, you just keep going and like, but you start to feel more confident about going forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I've, I've, I've hit those plateaus where I've like, just sit there and admire how far you've gotten. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you wish you could be further, but look how far you've gotten already. Right. Like you're doing good. Like I have to give myself pep talks and I'm sure you have to do the same. Thing. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> actually sometimes has to be the one to, because sometimes I get so focused on, like you said, where you want to be. Yeah. Just being so down on the fact that like, I physically can't because mm-hmm. of all these obligations of, you know, I have to yeah. be out be at work at the hospital. I have to do this. I have to be with my kids and this and that. And Fidel sometimes tells me like, you need to stop watching Instagram for a little bit because you are starting to internalize other people's videos and feeling like, Oh my God, I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. And he's like, and that's not true. And your circumstances are different and it's okay. It'll happen. You just need to just slow down, give yourself time, stop Mm -hmm. watching a little bit. Oh, and I wish I could. Right. I know. I, I wouldn't, when I feel like that, then I just go, go to TikTok. There you go. Switch platforms. Right. Switch where platforms. nothing is the same because right. it's all fed to you differently. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's funny. Oh man. I mean, that's, that's a way to get around it. Right. Right. 
for sure. No, you're doing awesome. I'm super excited for you. I'm glad that one of your videos finally like popped off to the point where you got that following that you have always should have been at. Okay. And I hope they're treating you well there. I hope they're an inter are they just kind of silent they're passengers? Just, they're just kind of silent passengers. That's what Katie Freeman told me when she got like her follower. She's like, don't be excited. It's just silence here. It's cool. It's the likes silence, are there. Right. Yeah. But it's silence. Yeah. It's silence. Like, but, and it's okay. It's fine because yeah. I feel like brands see it and they're like, I mean, I'll be honest. Like I it feel helps. Like, yeah, it helps. And, yeah. and I feel like my engagement's not like, it's not a lot worse than it was, but, That's good. but I consistently, like I really stand behind if you make a good video for the most part, you will get engagement. Like, yes. yeah, there's going to be some times where, you know, nobody's online. So nobody sees it or like things didn't land like you thought they would or whatever, but or you overall, posted it too late. Cause you had a rough day and you just shot exactly. off at the wrong time. Exactly. Cause I do that. And I'm like, why'd I do that? Just hold on Same. to it. Same. Just I did that on think Friday and I was like, Oh, that did not do well, but, and it's fine. It's all just part of the game. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, I don't get too hurt by it. I don't take anything personally. I don't like, I don't start hating the algorithm and just complaining about it nonstop. Like it's fine. It's whatever. It's yeah. not a big deal, but it's cool when it happens. And I'm glad it worked out for you because oh, thanks. you do make good hypnotizing videos where you just want to watch it again you know what I mean or like oh okay. look at how that's stacked I want to watch that thing stack again like it's just it's just soothing to see the thing come alive you know so like, I just wish that was better quality so I could reuse it in every single video <laughs> I know it's got to be hard not to like keep releasing like the ones that pop off right I'm just gonna right. set this one here for a little while <laughs> see what happens <laughs> right Oh man. Well, thank you for coming on. Seriously though. I've had a pleasure like chatting with you when we had our last interview, it was four people. It was crazy. Right. We tried our best, but like, I felt like we were on the Brady bunch. There was just so many heads moving and talking. <laughs> it was fun though. It was a really good and I time. I feel like they are freaking amazing and talented. And it was really cool chatting with them. It was a cool freaking panel, right? Like, right. It was. That was fun. I, was, I never met um, Cammie at all, like talked before. And same thing with like Rebecca. I've always admired her stuff, but I never like talked to her, you know? So same. that was cool. And their work is like everybody's work is so different so mm -hmm. it was cool to just kind of pick their brains and see kind of their approach to things it was really Yay, nice i'm so glad cool well all right i could chat with you forever thank you for coming thanks. on and thanks uh, for having me yeah have a great night all right i hope you enjoyed getting to know hadiel she is amazing and i absolutely love her if you want to hear that conversation that we were talking about with the other people on the panel, it is with Cammie's Garage, Rebecca DeGruy, and Cecilia from the Shop Wood Design, and of course, Hadil and myself. And you can find that on Sabertooth's channel on their YouTube channel, and it's called Carver Conversations. And I'll actually link that playlist to my YouTube as well, so you can find it there. But uh, it's a really cool conversation to watch and just kind of get to know all these amazing makers. And uh, a few things that you guys can do if you want to come and learn to power carve. There's two places I'll be teaching right now, and I'm actually going to be scouting out a new one tonight. Uh, I'm going to be starting to hit local maker spaces and doing power carving classes. And first up, I have Hatch Space, and that is in Vermont. It's right over the line in Brattleboro. And I have two sessions there. So I have a beginner's learn to carve session 
And that we're going to be playing with every single tool that your heart desires. I'm bringing my full pack out and I'm going to be having a power carving scoop class as well with that. And then the other class is we're going to be making the Beetlejuice sculpture. So Mama Deet sculpture is going to be created by you. I'm going to prep everything. and All you got to do is show up and have fun. And that's going to probably be a two day course. I'm going to be carving it one more time just to see how long it takes. But if that interests you, let me know, reach out. And of course, if you're going to be at Maker Camp, definitely come by the Sabertooth tent. There's going to be a lot of sawdust getting kicked up over there. All right. Well, I hope you have a great day. And again, thank you for listening.